Greetings, Grapple fans. It's time once again for two differing generations of professional wrestling fans to go through every match that Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer has rated five stars or somehow even higher to see if we would agree with it, to see if we can understand the match in its historical context, and to provide all sorts of personal commentary to some of these matches that we may have never watched before, because there's a fuck ton of Japanese stuff. Anyway, I'm your co-host, Lorcan Mullen, and with me as always is my co-host... Simon Cross. And Simon, we have previously just talked about the fifth for me, third for you match that we have agreed with Dave Meltzer in giving five stars, and it starred Kenta Kabashi against Masa and Kenta Kabashi and Soyoshi Kikuchi, and they won the All Asia Tag Team Titles from Doug Furness and Dan Crawford. And only a few scant months later, they were defending them against Yoshinari Ogawa and the man that we've affectionately come to know as the shithouse, Masanobu Fushi. And Dave Meltzer gave this one five stars as well. And Simon, I've just got to ask you, uh, were you worried about some of the high-risk maneuvers? Were you worried that we were about to go on the highway to the danger zone? <laughs> it, it's just the fact that they just come into that as well. It's just such a shithouse thing for Fuchi to do. like Because he knows he's hated, <laughs> yet he's going to come into this absolute banger. <laughs> We're an aviator. He should have worn the he whole aviator shape. I feel out. the need, the need to bleed this little bastard dry, <laughs> and then go and try and cut Kikuchi up. Um, like we were saying in the previous episode, the the dynamic in uh, Kabashi's matches with Kikuchi is that Kabashi's kind of the older brother who's having to save the younger brother at times when he gets himself into a bit too much trouble and he's too small to fight back. Although, interestingly, with this one, it's whilst the other one was like a heavyweight and junior against two heavyweights, this is really a heavyweight and a junior against two junior heavyweights. Yeah. And the dynamic is really, it is, well, I wouldn't say Fushi and Ogawa's like older brother, younger brother, more like father and son as far as the age gap seems to be. Oh, yeah, Fuji looks <laughs> a little bit tired in this match. In this yeah, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's very, Ogawa is basically a little hothead-like Kikuchi is as well, but they're on opposite teams, so they're, I mean, they, they start, um, they're kicking off pre-match uh, before the bell rang. Yeah, Ogawa there. gives Kikuchi like a hearty shove in the chest. Yeah, yeah. So that seems to be the dynamic. It's like a the cool heads of the older, more experienced guys, although Kabashi's not that much more experienced, but he is, mm. you know, uh, the bigger guy. Now, what worries um, me about going into this is, uh, I look, obviously looked the match up as part of uh, the research in terms of, like, timings, uh, and it says the match is 30 minutes, like, bell to bell. Uh, I could only find the 23 minute yeah. clip of it. I think you watched yeah, it. Yeah. I think you watched a two-part version of the same clip. Yeah, I yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it just cuts straight to the well. match in progress from this point. After, yeah. not long after the shove and the bell ring. Which is which is the same as the third of the um, six-man tags that we were watching the All Japan six-man yeah. tags, which was. I mean, it's pretty crazy actually when you think about it, Simon. Uh, Kabashi's already starred in two of my five-star matches and two of your three five-star matches. So it's fair to say you're a Kabashi fan. I am. <clears throat> And so are the fans in this arena. Although it's not as molten hot as the one for the Furnace Crawford match. Yeah, um, I think I think from what I've gleaned, the uh, crowd 
certainly for Fucci, seemed to have a grudging respect for him. <laughs> Very grudging. Something you do not hold whatsoever. I, I respect the role of him being a shit house, <laughs> but he is a shit house. And he does some very early shithousery in this match, where they drape Kikuchi over the corner of over their corner, and then he just sort of puts his foot on his chin, yeah, and just starts pushing him. Down. It looked really painful. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> my my peak shithousery is uh, sort of later on into the match as they're targeting. Uh, I can't remember whose knee it is off the top of my head. I think it's Kabashi's. It's Kabashi's knee. Yeah, uh, Kabashi's and knee he's Kabashi. standing on the knee, the bad knee, yeah. and then just deciding to attack the other one, just as like yeah. salt in the yeah, room yeah. kind of thing. There's very early on because well. there's a great think... camera. For, it cuts right yeah. on to the knee there. Kikuchi's fantastic at the facial expressions as well. There's a moment early on where like Fushi hits Kikuchi with something, and Kikuchi's just got the most pissed off look on his face and no and fushi's kind of amused but his face is like it's kind and of sort of a rabbit jabs him straight away afterwards yeah yeah he just starts punching him in the face but not even just like a hard he, he, it's a proper like boxer sort of placement punch which is even more sort annoying of, the sort of punches shane mcmahon thinks he's throwing yes exactly <laughs> um yeah then kabashi comes uh, so it's again like the crawford thing although um, it's not all the heat's not all built on Kikuchi. There's another. There's a heat segment where they target Kabashi, like you say. But when Kikuchi tags in Kabashi, Kabashi just unloads with a series of chops on Fushi. It sounds most horrible. The spots where he just rapid fire chops to his chest. Uh, there's a great like a, um, of... to sort of hark back to uh, like it seemed to me a very American wrestler '80s spot where we um, Kabashi gets the sleeper in. So, um, Agora goes to break it up. Kabashi then relocks the sleeper in on Fuchi, and then uh, Kikuchi gets a sleeper on Agora, and then we've just got double sleepers on the go. I always relate that to more of a Japanese spot, to be honest with you, the double submission, where the, the like, because, like, you, you, you often have the standoffs. Mm. Like we say, when, when someone's got a submission hold on, and then the other two teams Maybe sort it's of just because it's like a sleeper thing. I always just associate yeah, the sleeper a, hold with, like, 80s yeah. American wrestling. Yeah, but it's always that great spot where they have them both in submission holds. One to get extract the submission, the other one to just tie his partner up so that he can't break the submission mm. hold. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, like you say, Fushi targets Kabashi's knee with some really good drop kicks and like sort of gets really just wrenching on that knee. Because I, I, it's going to it, be a case where we sorry. contrast it to what we've previously talked about. Um, with Furness and Crawford, but um, Fuchi and Agawa don't can't rely on power, so they use their cunning and their tactic. The way they cut yeah. off the ring, that you see a bit more ring, yeah. a lot more, a fair bit more ring generalship in this match. And they feel the need. I don't know. If I would agree with that. I think the ring generalship is defined by them. Uh, Furness and Crawford was more just all about targeting Kikuchi, 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 Kikuchi. Yeah. Well, what I mean in terms of they they block, they go to block the tag. A lot more whenever there's someone's trying to escape. I don't know. I, I remember Furnace and Crawford doing that as well, like classic hair pulling spots as well, and everything. You might need to rewatch that five star match side to see if you <clears> maybe misremembered it. But I know what you. I know where you're coming from as far as Fushi and Ogawa look like they they are incorporating strategy, or more importantly, that's, that's how it like comes it's across. Fushi. Yes, it's more it's of Fushi a, that uh... goes after the knee. It's Fushi that actually knows how to hurt Kabashi. Yeah. And then Kabashi's selling of the knee throughout the rest of the match is like steamboat levels of um, 
brilliance. Like he, he tags out to Fush, uh, he tags out to Kikuchi, and then Kikuchi and Nagawa have a face off that really gets the crowd excited. I suppose because it's like if anyone's going to be pinned, it's those two. And they're against so each other. Maybe, so maybe this be, is where this maybe, ends. And and this is where the more intense hatred seems to be for the match. And so then when um, Kikuchi has um, Kikuchi has him in a, in a submission hold or something like that or a pin, and then Kabashi scrambles in to block Fushi, and he's just staggering, barely on one leg to to get to Fushi's yeah. corner to stop. He sort of hops you know? across the ring. Yeah, and uh, and then Kabashi uh, sort of uh, helps again with the. Um, they do that same spot from the previous one where he sort of gets him up for the back suplex. That turns into a moonsault. They also do a cool thing where he clasps onto Kikuchi's hands as Kikuchi climbs to the top. Yeah, I have it, I have it written it's down like a an assisted Libre. splash kind of thing. So he's sort yeah, of it's like, like a Lucha Libre in. sort of Yeah, Yeah, he sort of turns it into a twisting splash off the top. Um, yeah, just really cool. So, and then Kabashi goes and hits a moonsault, but does his knee in doing it. Yeah. So I like, would have been the finish, but his knee is so screwed. And uh, Kiku- oh, I love Kikuchi just diving into the ring with a headbutt at one point to to break up a pinfall. He did that, I think, um, in the in the last match. He hit like a flying forearm uh, break yeah. up as well. He just loves chucking himself about the shot. Yeah, that's the thing. I've got it. Kabashi hurts his knee doing a moonsault, so he tags out, tags out, and Kikuchi immediately comes in with a diving headbutt. And so Kabashi has to try and block Fushi from tagging. So that's when he does like his hobble crawl yeah. to try and get him to stop. <clears throat> um, and then just Kikuchi is utterly so. It's like that sense that Kabashi's been neutralized. So now Kikuchi's ripe for the picking, and Fushi hits like a couple of backdrop suplexes on Kikuchi. A couple. Kikuchi, uh, he fires off like three yeah. or four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Fuchi um, dodges. Oh yeah, Fuchi dodges a Kikuchi missile drop kick that hits Kabashi. That's a scare. That was a crowd like, reacts crowd- to that as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought that would have been it. I thought that's where the match um, would have finished. Yeah, that would have been a, yeah an obvious one to finish it on. Um, and then you get down to the finishing straight. Fuchi hit, uh, gets a really close fall with a Thez press. On a Kikuchi, and Kikuchi immediately gets one back with the German suplex. With the German suplex again, beautiful bridge. I think at that point, I think Fushi tags in um, Ogawa. Does it or does it? Is it? Does Kikuchi pin Fushi? I think he pins Fushi because Fushi yeah, goes for yeah, the roll right, and then right. um, he yeah. rolls through and yeah, sort of gets that. It's the, it's the classic O'Connor roll. I think basically, I think we might even finish the Ric Flair beat Barry Windham with in uh, the third match in that series, but without the pulled tights. So Kikuchi gets the big win on Fushi, which might have been because they might have been setting up an, uh, a junior heavyweight match between the two. Because like I said, around this time, uh, Fushi's like a four-year-long junior heavyweight champion. Because the junior division wasn't really as respected in all Japan, or it wasn't treated as reverently. So they sort of became just sort of tag team partners. Like I said, the All-Asia was like a... It's almost like an open weight title. Yeah. Like juniors can hold it with heavyweights. Like I said, this was a this was a match for where there was one heavyweight and three junior weights. Um, and also because all Japan had a bit of an isolationist stance at this point. So whilst Jushin Liger's having these matches with guys coming in from other areas like Jushin, like um, the great Sasuke and um, uh, Ultimo Dragon and all these other figures, all Japan was very like if you look at the Super J Cup in '94. Like it's New Japan, All Japan, Michinoku Pro, uh, War, uh, WAR, 
and uh, whatever promotion that um, what's his face uh, really unimportant guy that always was able to get into these things. Um, there was like five promotions, but not all Japan, you know. Yeah. So that's where the junior heavyweight division kind of lost its luster, and this was sort of its time to shine, really. It makes you wonder what a Kikuchi and Ogawa and Fushi even could have done in the 90s if they'd been allowed to wrestle in other promotions against guys like Ultimo Dragon, Lionheart, Chris Jericho, Wild Pegasus, Chris Benoit, Jishin Liger, El Samurai. A Wild Pegasus versus a Kawada match would have been interesting. Wild Pegasus versus Kikuchi match. The Battle of the Dynamite Kids. Kids. Yeah, Yeah, that's another one. So yeah, this is just another great match. Kabashi and Kikuchi were a good tag team, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. And this was, like I said, like a rare moment for the juniors in all Japan to shine. Ogawa would become like a perennial sixth man in like sixth man tag team matches. Like after Junakiyama came in, then it was Ogawa. And Ogawa did actually, in Noah, had a, have a brief run with the GHC heavyweight title. But he was never seen as like a tippy top guy. Yeah. Um, Again, like kind of lacking in maybe some of the charisma and some of the best. Like, he, like he's the least interesting part of this match. He is. Yeah, he, he's just a. I don't want to like undercut him, but he, he's the. If you had to interchange, if you had to change a part, it'd be that part to minimise yeah. like the impact. Although I believe this isn't the last five star match that Ogawa's a part of. No, but again, it's like a case of maybe it's like Tawei. The reason he's in the number that he's in is more the company that he kept. Yes. Yes. But that's not to say he's not a good wrestler. It's just he's around some he's of the you know arguably great wrestlers. Kabashi, some would argue, the greatest wrestler of all time. Mm. So and he keeps up with him, you know. So yeah, we've got two more Ogawa matches to go. Um, I'll just check if we we've got any more Fushi matches to go. Yes, we have one more Fushi match to go. Um, we have. No more Kikuchi matches. So we've had our one-two of Tsuyoshi Kikuchi. Like I said, maybe an unfortunate guy with the promotion that he was in at the time. Um, but he was, you know, he did his job amazingly in this match, and he bloody loves the Dynamite Kids. There's nothing, as a wrestler anyway, there's nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> um, so you asked me last time, so this time I'll ask you, would you give this match five stars, Lorcan? I think because it was up against Furnace Crawford like immediately after... It it pales in comparison, but only not like a pale white ghost, just in a like a, the third layer of tan before you go on Towie or something like that, compared to the final coating yeah. or something. It's still a very very good match. I think the fact that we come in half like seven minutes in probably hurts. Maybe the fact that we just feel like we're not getting the complete picture. I, I, although would that's why I asked the question so early on because yeah. I, I agree with you. It's not quite as good as uh what we've previ- what we've previously discussed but with maybe that are still being set properly by seeing those extra minutes of footage we might have a different mindset yeah yeah possibly i don't know if we would because it's like the opening stretch which is still at least a, a bit of a feeling out process maybe um, the psychology I think, comes I think, from everywhere uh, in a wrestling i match. think it's more just if furnace and crawford set the standard of what a tag team all japan 90s matches that's five stars this isn't this is quite that. up to that standard no. and therefore if that's five stars then that this one can't be five stars if that's your bottom i don't know if that's your bottom but you know it's that question isn't it it's like almost uh, that's the attitude like does it does a match i think usually a match ascends to being a five stars whereas i worry with this sometimes 
maybe we're assessing it out of five stars and then we're like looking for nits to pick. It's like it's like in a driving test, you start at a hundred and then you go down. Yeah, but Do you know what I mean. It, it's it's like, very difficult to overcome that because we are picking matches yeah. which have been determined. Well, it's, it's, that's the whole the nature of the it's beast. The nature of the beast. It's the nature yeah. of the beast. Yeah. Um. So it's like yeah. So yeah. And then you get into the whole six star thing, which we'll we'll save that conversation. It's actually coming a lot sooner than you might expect, Simon. But we'll save that conversation for now. Um. So yeah, another great match. It's a Great double build to have if you feel like um, watching Kabashi and Kikuchi in 92 just have some fantastic tag team matches. And out of the matches we've said are five-star, well, the ones I've said are five-star so far, I think um, the the one we've just most recently discussed is easily the shortest of them. So if you want to just, like, have you haven't got a long period of time and you want to watch something? Yeah, these matches, yeah, both these videos are about 22 minutes each. The matches, this one cut down. Um, but I both feel like sprint. You, you, you're surprised at the length of time that it actually is. Yeah, the pacing's good. Um, everything's just really good in this. So, Simon, we're staying with All Japan Wrestling, but it's All Japan Women's Wrestling for our next match. It's match number 30 on the list, and it's a return to All Japan Women for the first time in a fair few years. Their previous one that had been given five stars for All Japan Women was back in 1987. And now it's 1992, and another team, another tag team has separated, and they're wrestling in a hair versus hair match as Manami Toyota takes on Toshio Yamada on the 15th of August, 1992. But until then, Simon, if people want to get in touch with us, how can they do so? Uh, they can get in touch with us on Twitter or on Facebook, or they can get in touch with us at our email address, which is lm. Y, uh, L-M-T-Y-S I'll start that again for clarity that is L-M-T-Y-S pod at gmail.com if they want to get in touch with me it's Lorcan Mullen that's L-O-R-C-A-N M-U-L-L-A for applied N for not applied <laughs> when you use the that's dots a... it's just <laughs> such a derailing sometimes. sometimes sometimes it's just what you gotta do so oh uh, that's my email address if you put at gmail.com on the end of it if you want to look me up on Twitter, Facebook um, Instagram uh, Letterboxd, all those sort of things that's where you can find me And Simon? if people want to get in touch with me directly they can get in touch with me on Twitter where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free uh, so known for the amount of times I anticipated the word shithouse would be used in the first five minutes of this episode <laughs> I think I pretty much nailed that <laughs> I thought you were going to go for the three juniors in this match or something you could have saved that for your last shithouse match, which we've got coming up. But until then, this is the the next match does not involve shithouses, to the best of our knowledge. Um, but until then, my name is Lorcan Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five-star time until the next time. 